Welcome to r slash malicious compliance, where a stupid boss manages to cause his own bankruptcy. Our next Reddit post is from Not Lagrange. I work as a logistical consultant, and I've done so for the past seven years. Most of my work is short-term contracts, where I update or optimize logistical systems for manufacturers and delivery businesses. I do have a couple of long-term contracts with repeat clients, and this story is about one such client. I got a job offer six years ago with a family who inherited his family's machine shop. His father is a brilliant man, but he's not business savvy in the slightest, and his entire business was teetering on bankruptcy. My main job there was optimizing the production method for both existing contracts and future contracts. This was my first long-term contract, but I had been doing similar work for a few years, and I'd gotten a couple of patents for producing some intricate parts before getting this job. In the contract negotiation, I made sure that any patents developed in the course of my work would be retained completely by me. The contract would last five years, then it would be open for reevaluation. It took a lot of time and work, but the company became rather successful, especially considering the condition that my friend inherited it in. Then 2020 happened, and after about a year of trying to stay afloat, my friend sold it to some entrepreneur who wanted to get into the industry. In the months prior to the sale, the new boss was trying to familiarize himself with the business. Since I was in charge of logistics, I'd given him a tour of the place and informed him of the patented methods used. This was happening right around the time that my contract was ending, and I asked whether I would be negotiating with him or the new boss. He assured me that my new contract would be negotiated with my new boss. The new boss started restructuring and laying off most salaried employees and cutting benefits like vacation and sick time as soon as the acquisition went through. I was not a fan of this new boss, since in addition to this, he was a butthole with zero experience and he refused to acknowledge that fact. He didn't understand what exactly my job was, and he thought that it was unnecessary. I could tell that he was just waiting for my contract to end. Fast forward about a month into the new regime, and enter the shit show that was my negotiation. He was of the opinion that I was overpaid and inefficient. He basically said that I was unnecessary. My only options were to either essentially become a part-time contractor with an effective 70% pay cut to what I was making before and none of my benefits, or be fired. When he gave me the ultimatum, I was beyond shocked. I immediately contacted my lawyer, and he told me the contract was beyond insulting. Needless to say, I chose option two. Over the course of my time there, I had filed two patents that were extensively used by the company. Normally, when I negotiate shorter contracts, I typically negotiate for better royalty rates rather than benefits or salary. But since this job was working for my friend and it was supposed to be long-term, I opted for negotiating for benefits. About a week after the negotiations were completed, I told the new boss that we would need to discuss my royalties before the term was officially over. He was not amused and he was dismissive. After I pressed him enough, we had a meeting with our lawyers present. What's important to know is that one of my patents is extensively used in the production of an electrical device for the company's biggest client. The royalties deal written up by my lawyer was the standard one I use for most companies, which is more expensive than my previous contract. The new boss was shocked and fuming. He was saying this was completely ridiculous and bordering on extortion considering how much more expensive it would be and how not being able to use that patent would mean that he would lose client while shifting to a new production method. 
I told him that he had in total six months of time to figure out what it was that I did and to familiarize himself with the company. And the fact that I told him when I gave him the tour that I was the patent holder. He also could have asked for a quote in my usual rates. The first meeting ended very abruptly after this, and three days later, he came with an insulting counteroffer where I'd be employed again, but with far less benefits than I originally had. I told him I don't want to work for him, and he has to either pay my rate or change his production method. This would require replacing tools, replacing equipment, and retraining workers. He threatened to sue me and got rather belligerent, so I told him I'd see him in court if that was the case. Otherwise, he knows my offer and he has my contact info. He quickly realized that, even in the unlikely event of the court deciding in his favor, that he'd still lose a lot of money in legal fees. After the meeting, I told my lawyer to draft a cease and desist letter and have it ready for when my contract expires. The new boss started looking for my replacement. He didn't stop production or warn his clients about it during the time period. The day after my contract ended, I sent the cease and desist letter and his production stopped. He lost most of his clients, most of his employees jumped ship, and last week he declared bankruptcy. Hope he learned his lesson. Never screw with the logistics guy. OP, obviously you contributed very significantly to this guy's failure, but... Based on the way that this guy was running his business, I think he was destined for bankruptcy pretty much no matter what he did. Like, you said that when he bought the business, it was struggling to stay afloat, so this guy buys the business, then starts firing people left and right, and expects the business to suddenly start just making money? Honestly, this guy deserves bankruptcy. Our next Reddit post is from The Uncle Bob. Last year, for like the sixth time since we bought our house, our mortgage was sold to yet another company. I've never been late paying it, I've occasionally made extra payments, and I've never had any issues. But this new company wants to charge me a $14.95 convenience fee to take a payment online. This is absolutely stupid. I can make a payment over the phone and pay a different fee, or I can mail a check or money order for no fee. Also, I can set up an auto pay, giving them access to my bank account, but that's a hard no from me. So I went online, and my bank has a neat bill-paying service where you can set it to repeat weekly, monthly, etc. I took the monthly payment, rounded it up a bit, then set my bank to cut them a check every week for just a bit over one-fourth of the amount. It doesn't cost me a dime. I don't even pay postage. I'm sure the money comes out of my account a little bit early, losing me a tiny bit of interest or something. But man, it makes me feel better that for them trying to charge me 15 bucks for what is essentially an automated process for them, they now get to process four to five checks each month. And sure, I'm sure they have that whole process down to an art for minimal human interaction, but it's not zero. I really wanted to press my luck and send 1 30th of the payment every day, but I figured my bank might cut me off at that point. Down in the comments, we have this story from 69 Vooman. I had a work friend once who worked hard at his second job for about four years. His plan was to pay off his mortgage early. The mortgage company told him that his mortgage had a prepay penalty, a relatively large one. He consulted his attorney, who told him to just pay everything except for 200 bucks. Then, his attorney advised him to pay his mortgage monthly by check for about 54 cents. 
After about a year, the bean counters at the mortgage company told the customer service person to call my friend and make him a slightly lower penalty offer to pay the rest. I think it was a $200 penalty plus the balance. He declined and then strung them along for another year. Then they tried the same thing. They called him to offer a $150 penalty plus the remaining balance. He declined again and then went about his business paying them 54 cents a month. Midway through the third year, they caved and he accepted their no penalty offer and wrote them the check for the balance. He sent it via U.S. mail with signature of receipt returned to him. He loves telling that story, and in the end, he didn't pay them one cent of their stupid prepayment penalty. Man, you know a company is the worst with convenience fees? Those food delivery apps like Uber Eats and DoorDash? I read once that those companies still aren't profitable, even during the pandemic when people have been staying home the most in history. And then when you order, it's like, convenience fee, $5, delivery fee, $5, suck my d*** fee, $5, it's Thursday fee, $5, there are less drivers than normal, $5, and by the end of it, you've ordered like a hamburger from McDonald's, and between the tip and the driver and their cut, it's like $25 for a burger from McDonald's. It's like, what? How are you people not profitable? Today's episode is sponsored by Coinbase. My second biggest regret is not starting my YouTube channel sooner. My biggest regret is not getting into Bitcoin back when it was like $1. I remember back when Bitcoin was super new, I was interested in it and I thought about buying some, but I lost interest because I didn't know what to do and it felt a little overwhelming. I really wish that I could have used a site like Coinbase back then. Coinbase is a website that makes it super easy to buy cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Interested in getting into the crypto game yourself? Then check out Coinbase. For a limited time, new users can get $10 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at coinbase.com slash r slash. Sign up at coinbase.com slash r slash for $10 in free Bitcoin. This offer is for a limited time only, so be sure to sign up today. That's coinbase.com slash r slash. Our next Reddit post is from Two Phases. Tonight, I have to fill in for a friend who's in a lounge band for one of the strip casinos in Vegas. I got the call this morning, so I dropped everything and booked a flight. In my haste, I skipped putting on a shirt and just slipped into a windbreaker. Fast forward to the TSA checkpoint here at the airport. This mean lady is loudly instructing everyone, Take off your jackets, belt, and footwear and place them on the tray. So my shoes and belt are on the tray. The mean lady confronts me. Sir, your jacket needs to be on the tray. I try to politely tell her that I'm not wearing a shirt underneath. She moves back and loudly says, Sir, we practice social distancing. Please keep your distance. At this point, I have no choice but to speak loud enough for her and everyone else to hear me. I say, I'm not comfortable getting naked in a public setting. At this point, people in the line were looking at the commotion. The mean lady was indifferent and perhaps oblivious to what I just said. She sternly instructs, take it off and place it on the tray. So I do as she says. Another TSA agent, perhaps her superior, walks over and asks the mean lady, why are you having this gentleman strip here? She then tries to explain that she merely asked everyone to put their jackets on the trays. The family who was in line directly behind me interjected. This man explained that he's wearing this garment as his main body covering and your agent still insisted that he take it off. 
The TSA superior dude tells me that I can put my windbreaker back on and waves me through. On the other side, as I put my shoes and belt back on, I see a different TSA agent working the line that I was on. Down in the comments, we have this post from Lady Havoc. We had one incident with the TSA in Denver. My youngest, who's 16, has type 1 diabetes and was using an insulin pump at the time. We knew that they would have to do a pat-down and have the pump swab tested, and my kid was fine with that. The TSA agent tried to make them go through the scanner. Even with documentation from the pump manufacturer saying the pump shouldn't be scanned, the agent was still trying to make them go through the scanner. At that point, I caught up and found what was going on. I calmly said, My child is wearing a $6,000 medically necessary piece of equipment. Are you prepared to replace it? So, my youngest got the pat down. Our next Reddit post is from Snatsneck. I worked at a KFC for about six months as my first job, and this happened towards the end of my stay. One of our managers, Jay, is pretty strict with us when it comes to time and company policy, but we didn't mind because he usually worked online with us, rather than sit in the office all day. And Jay does not have patience for rude people. And on one typical military payday Friday, we were slammed. Jay was working the register when a lady orders one of our 12-piece buckets, biscuits and all. Now, usually, you can save some money by ordering them as a meal. It gives you drinks as well. So, as usual, Jay asks the lady what drinks she wants, intending to make it a meal automatically. She declines the drinks. He tries to explain, Ma'am, if we make it a meal, you'll... She immediately cuts him off. I don't care. I don't need drinks. As I said before, Jay hates rude people. So, he immediately shuts up, smiles to me, and says, OP. Can I get a 12-piece family fill-up and don't worry about the drinks? Before turning to her and finishing the order, which took a moment because he couldn't simply press the combo button anymore. Rather, he had to ring up all items individually. And because he was ringing up each item individually, this racked up the price even more. And when he finished the order, this was well above what the normal price would be. It initially went off without a hitch, but unfortunately for us at the time, the family behind her ordered another 12-piece family fill-up, but they ordered the combo. As Jay was finishing up the second family order, the first one stepped aside to check the bags for everything, and they hear the price. Jay rang up the second family for almost half the price of the first family, and the lady storms back over. How come theirs is so cheap? We ordered the same thing, she asked. To which Jay replied, wearing the standard issue customer service smile. You said that you didn't want a combo, ma'am, so I rang them up individually, ma'am, so you paid for them, not as a combo, but as the order you insisted on making, ma'am. She then asked for the manager, claiming that we were scamming her. To which Jay responded, (laughs) by walking behind the wall and coming back two seconds later wearing his manager vest. (laughs) Jay says, Hello, I heard that we had a problem, and I came to see what I can help with. She just grabbed her food and left. You guys ever seen that comic online of, like, some some Karen screaming at a a woman behind a cash register wanting to speak to the manager, and then, like, the gates of hell open up and smoke and bats fly out, and the woman's like, I am the manager. (laughs) This is basically what that story is. Our next Reddit post is from Breaking the Box. I used to work for a small company, and due to the bus times, I'd arrive at work 45 minutes early every day. 
I was nearly always the first one in, so I would be the one opening the office and getting things set up. One of the tasks that I took upon myself to do was buy milk for the office. I did this during my 45 minutes of unpaid time. The shop was around a 20-minute round trip, and I always got enough to last the week. In the UK, we pay for plastic bags, so I always tried to have a couple of spare in my work bag. However, sometimes I just forgot, so I would buy one from the shop. Even though I was allowed to expense the milk, sometimes I would forget or lose the receipt, so then the company would be getting free milk from me. One day, I submitted my expense claim, and I left the receipt on the finance manager's desk and went for a meeting. For clarity, the finance manager was my boss's wife. Usually when this happened, I would come back to a couple of quid to cover the milk. This time, however, I came back to the money and a note asking me to stop expensing the company for 5 cent plastic bags because it was inefficient and a waste of company resources. So, that's what I did. In the 12 months that I continued to work for them, I never bought milk again for the office. And I stopped doing any chores in the opening up of the office other than turning off the security alarms. I would instead use that 45 minutes to eat breakfast or just sleep. For the sake of like 5 cents every couple of weeks, the company lost someone doing office chores for free, started paying for all their milk, plus the inconvenience of running out of milk during the day with someone having to use work, i.e. paid time, to buy more milk. OP, that makes them penny-wise and pound-foolish. That was r slash malicious compliance, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.